This is Mark Halpert from connecttocollaborate.com, LinkedIn trainer and LinkedIn evangelist. You're listening to Bob Nolly's Labrador Leadership Podcast. Sweet. Live from the RVA, this is the Labrador Leadership Podcast with Dr. Bob Nolly. The program that brings you the leadership skills that can make you the most authentic, approachable leader for the sake of your business, your team, and for you. Now, now. Here's Bob. <laughs> they keep finding their way back. Fall is here. We've turned the page in November. No matter when you're listening to, for us, it's November. Welcome to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. We are circling up. We're getting close to, Alex, we're getting close to episode 100. We're also getting close to a year. That's right. That will be in February, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that's right. I'm asking you. Yeah, yeah you can keep me straight <laughs> I know. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, th- things happening now. So whatever you're listening now, it was Halloween last night. Halloween is like a non-event anymore. And I'm not talking from a child's perspective of how exciting it was to be in grade school and dress up as some character and go door to door and get, you know, a bucket full of candy. I'm not talking about that. Even as an adult later, when you have children and you send them out to do that, and if somebody stays and answers the door and sees, nobody's coming out anymore. Nobody's doing it here in Virginia. You've lived here. Yeah. I was like funded Uh, for, for, for candy and, and little pretzel bags for five dozen kids and four came four, four, four. You know, I, I feel like most families have moved towards going to the uh, kind of kid-friendly events where they can just take their kids to one place and a bunch of people give them candy and wear them out and then they don't have to wander around. Um, and I don't know if that's a 2015, you know, a safety precaution. Yeah, I think safety is a big part of it, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was pretty crazy here. Um, it was uh, unlike really anything I'd seen before. The kids start kind of flooding to the streets about 3 p.m. And it's nonstop. I mean, I saw little kids out at like 11 p.m. last night. Wow, that is late. Yeah, I yeah. remember in the suburbia version of it is, you know, just send your kids out with flashlights and maybe a, a one parent lurking and just send them up and down the street. And maybe they can go around the block and do the street behind you. And they come home and ring the bell at your house and then they come in and that's it. Uh, it's not like that anymore. It's just not like that. Yeah. All right. No lamentation for the old days. No lamentation for the old days. We're talking to the leaders out there. And uh, mm-hmm. if you could solve Halloween, that would certainly look good on your uh, on your resume and your LinkedIn profile. Solved Halloween, the marketing experiment. So I found a, uh, a study here done by a, uh, a consultancy called Aon Hewitt. And it was interesting because they came out with a list that uh, Carolyn Sinise Levine uh, did a piece for in uh, Forbes on the top companies for leaders. Now, we've talked uh, a lot from a perspective of improving your workplace skills. And people, you're telling me they, you're loving that. So thank you for that. And <laughs> thank you for letting us know. And I think we, I just wanted to bring this up today to talk to people that are working in big companies or people that want that kind of job. And even though it's a great time to be an entrepreneur and a great time to crank up a startup, if you're in a big fortune, 100, 
500 firm, and you want to be a leader, well, there are some things you need to think about. Because I found in this survey what the top companies were for leaders, but the real nugget in there was what the qualities are of those companies. What are they looking for in leaders? Now, we've talked about this before, and I can't remember the number of the episode, but if you're in a job and you're ready to step up to the next level, whether it's from vice president to senior vice president or from administrative assistant to team leader, you you need to be able to have that conversation. But in these companies, there are five things that differentiate them. And here are the companies they came up with. So here's the kind of speed we're talking about in this conversation. You ready? GE. Well, okay. <laughs> GE. Of course. IBM. Another no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. General Mills. <laughs> and then and then a couple of companies based in India, Hindustan Unilever and ICICI Bank in India were named as the top five global companies for leaders. So if one of your goals is a leadership role, uh, take note of what we have to say here today. And here are the traits of those these top five traits here. Number one is assessment. These five companies, more than anything else, when it comes to building leaders, they assess the whole leadership skill set very early in your career. This includes where you've been and what you've done before you got there, where you've been and what you've done while you've been there, your competencies, your competencies, you can test mm -hmm. for that, your values and how well you fit there. And you know, you and I have talked here about fit being one of comfort in the culture and within the concept of a small team. But when you talk about finding an organizational fit in a firm of this size of those we've listed, it can be difficult. But that's what they do. They will assess you till you just are fatigued from it to figure out if you're a leadership fit. Mm -hmm. So if you go somewhere, not necessarily one of these five, and they don't have a development plan for you, and they can't tell you about their leadership development program. You may love working there, but if you're looking for a real leadership role, you may be hard pressed to make the move as easily as you would otherwise. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that you know, there's just, you know, we've, we've spoken about how certain people are management material, certain people are small business uh, material, some people should just be entrepreneurs, um, you know, because their ideas and their values are are so unlike, um, you know, a large corporate uh, environment. So, uh, you know, for these companies to go in and actually assess a person on their personality, uh, their talents, and their you know, their overall skills, it, it really is, it can, can be incredibly important for that person to know, you know, what level they can take in the company. Um, but I'm sure it's incredibly disheartening as well for those to find out that they're not leadership material. Yeah, the getting that message is somewhat, is, you know, somewhat disheartening in its own right. And I think the conversation that you have at that point is, well, where is the fit for me here if I stay here? All right, yeah, so number or, one, yeah, number one is assessment. Number two uh, quality for these organizations is awareness. 
They want leaders that have demonstrated tremendous self-awareness. And if one thing among all this list of five popped out at me and said, oh, we have to get this on the air, is this whole concept of awareness is at the core of emotional intelligence, which I continue to try to make a case for, is the most important <laughs> skill set you can bring to the workplace. Absolutely. Because when you have self-awareness and you know what your strengths are and also what your weaknesses are, you can be more effective. If if you're a recruiter, and, and Caroline Sinise Levine has been a recruiter, when you when she asked people what their skills are, she said right at the top, it's my communication skills. Excellent communication skills, verbal and written. Better verbal skills than I'm having today. And but <laughs> you can't always be on. Yeah, right. Well, thank you. <laughs> and communication skills, you know. I would want you. I would urge everyone that gets in that position, particularly if you're on a job search, like we've talked about in recent episodes, be specific. Communication skills, like what? Are you are you a Steinbeck? I mean, can you can you can you write a memo and policy notes until that you know win Pulitzers? Or does it mean you're good yeah. on your feet? Does that mean you're great presenting? Yeah, you have to be you have to kind of be an all around um, home run in that in that way. You have to know how to present uh, efficiently, how to listen, um, you know, for the important factors. You have to be able to write eloquently and you have to really be able to to relate to to others and relate uh, information to to tasks. So it really is. I mean, it, there's so much. Um, when it comes to the communication aspect of it, you know, that you, you don't always have that overall awareness. I mean, people that have studied communication for years, they still don't have that awareness. It's, it's not something that can be taught. It's, it's, uh, developed over time, you know, and you're, you're going to kind of receive that, you know, say you're gaining your awareness from these assessments that they're doing, you know, otherwise if you never, uh, you know, had that assessment done, how would you be aware of what your your skills are? Well, clearly, you know, you, time and and patience and hard work will will teach you where your strengths and weaknesses are as well. Yeah, and communication yes. skills you can learn them. I mean, if you're not as razor sharp as you want to be or need to be, you can learn them. You can practice them. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, the, the work I continue to do in the classroom. I'm sorry, the work the work I continue to do in the classroom. I want people to have a chance to be on their feet and practice them, instead yeah. of listen to me rip through a you know a slide deck night after night. Absolutely not. What were you saying? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, it's it's also something that you can lose very quickly. It's you know you you can go from eloquently speaking and presenting every day for ten years. And then, you know, you got six months off and your, your head is not in the same, not in the same space. So it is something that you have to constantly continue to learn and grow with because communication is always going to be on the up and up. It's always going to be changing. There's always going to be new technologies for you to keep up with um, and just more and more ways for you to communicate. So the onslaught of information that you get from this ever evolving communication can be um, discouraging to some. Sure. So, you know, we didn't rehearse this, so I'm coming out of left field to ask you this. In all of the <laughs> recent job search conversations that you have had, uh, this whole point of communication, has it been raised during the interview? Has it been seen as important? And have, how have you pushed that button? 
um, w- with my own personal hiring. Yeah, and, I mean, you don't, and, you don't have to tell us all of the secrets, but you know, yeah, have you found yeah. that people inquire about that and assess you on on your communication skills while you're sitting usually, there having that conversation? Usually, people can pick up on them immediately. Um, it's not, you you know, clearly on my resume, it, it says that I. I studied mass communications and communication theory for years and years and years. Um, and I think, uh, you know, beyond the resume, you can kind of get that when you speak to a person. Um, you know, you can always see if someone, somebody has a business background, you know, they may, they might even be a better communicator than I am when it comes to, you know, first meeting a, a person that's, that's hiring you as well. Um, I, I believe that that is kind of... It can go left or right. Uh, it can go really well or it can go really, really poorly. Um, you know, but I, I do think that it's it's important. And I know that I always have to continue to keep keep kind of building my repertoire. Um, but yeah, no, it's not it's not necessarily something that uh, needs to be um, discussed if I can if I can kind of eloquently, um, you know, provide. Yeah, if you, if you stub your toe, though, it's pretty problematic. Yeah. Well, you know, and my stubbing of the toe would be a like or an um, because I don't want to do it, but it's, it's going, it's inevitable. So, Um, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So that's to what, that was a great time to bring up the uh, communication point because we moved through awareness and resilience. The third point that they look for in leadership development is engaging leadership because they're looking for leaders that are you know, I look at that word engaging, uh, you know, I start to bring authentic forward here, but they want leaders that are stabilizers. They are versatile. And here comes the relationships. They stay connected to the people and events in and out of the organization. And it doesn't happen in a vacuum. You have to be able to change to flex depending on the situations. And the core question here is how developed are your relationship skills and that is tied once again to the whole concept of emotional intelligence how well do you connect inside of your organization how easily does networking come to you inside of your organization how easily does it come to you outside of your organization do you go to conferences do your competitors know about you not you the company you the person it's something you almost need to schedule networking time. Mm-hmm. I know for me, it comes out of the research part of the day. Some of that fruity, high productive, you know, prime time creativity time. And while I put a lot of research time in there, that's also when I'll do the networking. And that's important. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah. I think to, to set the time out is, is certainly important. I think that, you know, days go by where I, I'll realize like, oh, you know, I haven't reached out to to anyone or there will days, weeks will go by and I'll be like, oh, you know, I haven't talked to Bob. <laughs> the <Yeah>. podcasting. <laughs> you really have to, to start scheduling yourself, especially the busier that you get, which is what I'm realizing, is that you really have to kind of schedule those those things like tasks. You know, it's not a task. Clearly networking isn't a task uh, to people like you and I who love reaching out to people, love learning and love meeting people. Um, but you know, for everyone, you know, some people are not as personable, you know, and that doesn't mean they're They're, the big eye. That doesn't mean they're the introverts. 
No, no, it doesn't. It just means that maybe they're a little bit more hesitant uh, to reach out to to you know people that they view as their colleagues, their peers, or or even people that they look up to. Yeah. Okay. So we've done assessment, awareness, and we've talked about uh, engaging leadership, resilience. This is kind of like the tough part here. How do you act yeah. when you're down? It is really easy to be a great leader. A point we made before: when things are going good, when earnings are up, when sales are great. When the team is happy, when it's summer, when it's Christmas, it's wonderful. But when times are bad, how good are you? How are how good are you in a crisis situation? When you have to be hands-on, when you have to be very directive, when you have to be very authoritative, how well do you make that happen? And how well do people follow you? And when you get back up, how what what is the bounce back like for you? And the people on the backside think, gee, I'm, I'm really glad that we have him or I'm glad he's on our team. That's a, that's, a tough, that's a tough place to be because you look back on it and you just go, that was horrible. Let's not hope we have to do that again. But there's a great opportunity there to stop and think what went well, what did not go well. Not, not a full postmortem, but just have that conversation. Yeah, I might not have done that as well as I, as I could have. Were you at your best? How could you have gotten to your best? And you'll be more resilient right. next time. That's time well spent right there. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, things that you might have to schedule for yourself. Is that that uh, recollection and, and, you know, reflection upon, you know, your failures, which isn't a great thing to write down in your little black book. You know, I've got to do this at 7 p.m. tonight. But it, it is something that, you know, all good leaders do and we should all kind of move towards doing. Yeah, agreed there. All right, number five, the last one on the list is sustainability. Top companies that want great leaders focus on building talent programs that have enough flex at them to quickly change to what the market's calling for or what the strategic posture of the firm's calling for. So they want people that can come right to the table and make a contribution to help them deliver the business outcomes they want. So it's not just having a development plan, but having one that is changed. And you know, if you get to that point in the conversation and perhaps not the first interview, but a later later interview when you're asking about the program, how how often have you had to change this in the last five years or eight years? Because that's an indication that they're committed to it and they want it to be sustainable. Mm -hmm. And it's not just something they do, oh, earnings were good, we've got more money to do this. Yeah, and it doesn't seem that that kind of goes at like a quarterly or annual rate it seems to be kind of always um you know being discussed and always being evaluated it seems to be a constant thing yeah but near and the end of the fiscal year when the, when the budget is done is in place and has gotten final approval from everybody that's needed to sign off on it before it gets implemented you know that's a time to really have that conversation and you the manager, you, the leader, you that are looking for the next rung on the ladder should be able to talk about things like the best leadership books you're going to read the next year, conferences you want to go to, any professional associations you want to join, or even any individual contacts you want to, you want to network with. What is your plan? 
if you had the pen in your hand, what would your professional development plan look like? Right. And at least get some traction on that. This is a very different view than we've taken of this in any one of the previous 84 episodes. Yeah, and I, I do. I like Caroline a lot, actually. They they talk about, you know, her kind of her background. She's a stand-up comic on top of I, I saw that. Yeah, and she does. All right, well, so I've reached course, out to her, too. Uh, we should, we're going to have her on. I'm hopefully she has her on. If you're listening, Caroline, we're coming to you. We're coming <laughs> to you. And we're excited That'll be great. That'll be great. She put her in the Hall of Fame. We'll look back on 2015. Look at all our Hall of Fame guests. Yeah, we've had such a good lineup for our first year. I'm very excited about it. And and 16 will be too, but that's for a little bit later as we get close to the flip of the page <laughs> on the year for the calendar. Hey, thanks for coming in today and doing this with me. Hey, thanks for having me. Always oh, a pleasure. Gee. I've been MIA. You haven't been MIA. It's been great. We'll see you next time. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Coming back. Folks planning your leadership development for the end of this year, next year, make sure you find our website at labradorleadership.com. Click on the big orange box and get the best and the get whatever the fuck I send you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god siri just jumped in here did you hear her i found yeah, something I, I found something at fuck w ship at the big orange box.com oh my god <laughs> oh my god that's spooky i talk like this so one time i'm coming back and i'm gonna say Getting ready for your own leadership development plan at the end of this year, the beginning of next year? Let us help you. Click on the big orange box and make sure you get notified of it as soon as we roll out the new Leaderati. It's coming soon. Would you like to be on the beta list? Take care of one another. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. For the sake of all the special people in your life that deserve you to be the best leader you can be. Connect with us on our website at labradorleadership.com, on Facebook at Labrador Leadership, and on Twitter at Lab Leadership. Now, here's a final thought from Bob. Well, folks, thank you for putting up with this episode. Just a little goodie we found that went through the cracks. Glad to get this in your lap. Hope it helped you. Lots of good things coming forward. Please keep listening because I've got a little gift for you soon. Take care. Talk to you next time.